Welcome to the Dishes and Doctrine audio blog, the place where motherhood and theology collide. I'm Rachel, your host, and this is episode 46. Now, many of you know that this is the audio version of what I write over at DishesAndDoctrine.com, but that doesn't mean that everything that I write over there is then made into an audio version. For instance, uh, the last post that was up was a review of a book I recently read called Free of Me by Sharon Hod Miller, and it was an amazing book, and you can go read some of my thoughts and find a link to be able to go buy it yourself. In fact, if you didn't follow over there, you would have missed an amazing giveaway. So, so that you don't miss anything in the future, you can head over to the website and if you scroll down just a little bit, you'll find a place to enter your email address and that way anything that's posted there will come immediately to your inbox. You can also subscribe on iTunes if you like getting the audio versions directly to your phone. But now we're back for an audio version of this week's post. Turn off your phone tomorrow. Spend your time with your family. It's your day off. Take advantage of the chance to rest, she said. My dear friend seemed to look right through my I'm fine mask as she diagnosed my exhausted state. And it has been this way for months now. The racing schedule, the too short nights, the never-ending needs leave me craving rest. I thought that I was hiding it well until that conversation a few nights ago. My throat tightened as all the suppressed emotions made a hasty appearance. I am tired, I admitted, and I hugged her, which caused even more tears to come. She had noticed for a while and firmly reminded me again to unplug, to rest. As I drove home, I thought about the other sweet friend who has sent me several encouraging cards and texts lately, the anonymous gift that was left at the church for me, and the letter of gratefulness from a church member to our whole family for the time that we invest in them. And it made me wonder, uh, maybe our family's burnout isn't so invisible. We did turn off our phones and our tablets that Monday, and we enjoyed a day free from texts and email notifications. We sang kid songs in the van as we headed to pick up church supplies and stuffed ourselves at our favorite Chinese buffet. It was a tiny step forward in the refueling process. As I was putting away the groceries that evening, though, I was frustrated. Why did I still feel so tired? I had taken my friend's advice. We had unplugged for at least 12 hours. Why was my heart still heavy with the burdens of the upcoming week? Why did I dread the next homeschooling day that was looming on the horizon? Wasn't I supposed to feel light and refreshed after our family day? I think I'm learning a difficult truth. Rest is work. Come unto me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Maybe more specifically, rest is a gospel work. 
Because yes, my weekly calendar is packed with both expected and unexpected duties. Children alone can turn my well-laid plans on their heads in a moment. I desire to serve my husband well. I want to meet the needs of my church family in a timely manner. I want to be a productive member of my community. I fear, though, that even if all of those responsibilities were miraculously fulfilled, I would still suffer from an unsettled heart. My lack of rest doesn't ultimately stem from a busy life, but from a misplaced hope. I have forgotten my neediness. I've been deceived by pride. I've convinced myself of my own strength when in reality I have none. So how do I come to Jesus with my unrest? How do I burden myself with his easy yoke, not my bulky one? John Bunyan describes the passage I just read in Matthew like this. This coming to Christ is a running to him, a flying to him from the wrath to come. When all refuge fails and a man is made to see that there is nothing left in him but sin, death, and damnation unless he flies to Christ for life, then he flies and not until then. There is a sense of absolute need of Jesus Christ. He who truly comes must forsake all, cast all behind his back, and cling to Christ alone. I haven't been flying to Christ. I've been trudging to the cross, all the while convincing myself that I don't really need to be there. I have forgotten that the good news of Jesus is only good news when I'm convinced of the bad news. My uneasy, tired existence ultimately reflects a root of sinful self-dependence, incurable even by the longest night's sleep. No wonder I have been exhausted lately. Maybe you're tired too. I know a nap and a kid-free day seems like the best solution, but it may only be a short-term one. Perhaps we can dig a little deeper together by confessing our tendency for self-reliance and our disregard for the work Christ has already finished for us. I'm convinced that it is possible to live a life of rest, even on the craziest of weeks. It will take work, but not the human effort kind. The more we work to admit our weakness, the more the Spirit will work in our souls, offering His incomparable rest. Listen to this quote from Puritan Richard Sibbs. It is the grace of the new covenant, the grace of all graces, which comforts the soul when it is disturbed. The same love that brings you everlasting life will also give you daily bread. Rest well, my friends. I would love to hear this week how I can pray for you, how I can pray that you will turn to Jesus to be your burden bearer this week. Please email me anytime at rachel at dishesanddoctrine.com. And until next time, have a great day.